0: Welcome to the 17th edition of the Peak Performance Podcast. Today's special guest is a good friend of mine, Brian Bell Fortune. He's the author of the book, All Cruise, which in our scene is known as the Drum and Bass Bible. So Brian, welcome and thank you so much for um, giving me time, you know, to come and do this podcast. Um, For people who don't know anything about you, do you want to tell people a little bit about yourself? Oh,
1: Brian Bell fortune. Where does it start? How old am I? No, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I wrote the book All Cruise uh, Journeys Through Jungle Jamba Base Culture in about 1998. That was the first version. But before then, I was a nurse, an intensive care nurse at St Bartholomew's Hospital and uh, Great Ormond Street, and I also occasionally DJ. So I started off DJing on Rude FM. So that's wow. the station I always look to. It's always been in my heart. Good old Rude FM. Brilliant, brilliant,
0: brilliant, brilliant. Thank you for that little introduction. So I've got the book right in front of me here now. And I suppose, um, you know, you and I both know our love of of, of jungle and of drum and bass. It's like the first, for me personally, um, genre of music that I could, you know, quite, like relate to
1: um
0: when i was listening to like american rap i liked it but i couldn't really relate to it i liked uk rap like demon boys and london posse she rockers that sort of thing but when i don't know this um genre come out it just took me man. it just like it i just connected to it i don't know if it was the drums or the bass lines or I don't know. It just it just grabs me by 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 the heart, really. So, how did yeah. you come into listening to jungle drum and bass, and and yeah,
1: and take from there, I suppose. Well, God, well I've been like clubbing. I've always loved my music, and I've been like out clubbing since. I am telling my age now, but since um, <laughs> the 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 eighties. Although at the time it wasn't like they had like cheesy discos called Samantha's, and oh, it was awful yeah. with that kind of. Beery sticky carpet, but I got <laughs> I got into um, got, got into like going out and mu- and moving to music through 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 roller skating. I used to be oh, a street wow. skater. Yeah, I used to meet up with enough people. You'd, you'd go down to Hyde Park Corner um, on a Sunday, and you'd just meet up with a crew whoever wanted to skate, and you'd say like, "Where should we skate to?" And you took off all over town. It was wicked. But when yeah. they come to autumn there were too many twigs and leaves on the ground so I had to go to the electric ballroom which is where I discovered my love for dancing indoors and music.
0: Wow wow so so when did the drum and bass um kind
1: of genre hit you when did you discover that? I was, uh, I was at college in Sussex Uni so down in Brighton and just left college, just graduated and come back to my home in Tottenham where I'd been for like since 88. So it was a lot of wow. years. Uh, and you could not escape the sounds of jungle as it was drum and bass. Wasn't re- it wasn't really drum and bass yet, uh, but people more yeah. looked or called it jungle. And it was coming out of car windows, people's y- yards all over town. You couldn't miss it. And like you were saying before, it's a music that's gone straight to your heart. It was exactly the same thing. Um yeah. I just heard the beats, could feel the energy and it was just like that is my music. And uh, I, I kind of I kind of think of it as as you you've got like imagine a, a huge rave where you got yeah, that's a techno tent, uh, that's the house tent, and 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 that one is whatever. But that one there in the corner is jungle, and that is my neighbourhood. And I'm going there, and I'm staying there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It went straight to my heart. I know exactly
0: how you feel. Um, so from listening to it and and hitting, going out in the early days. What sort of jungle raves was you going to in the early days?
1: The early days. Oh God, the early golden days. Because I went. I mean, like, that was. I I was out raving to, like, the Sunrise rays in 1988,
0: 1989.
1: Wow. And then there was a whole host of warehouse waves, lots of empty properties, especially in East London. Um, And King's Cross, all that, like, you see it now. People do not believe that King's Cross used to be, like, York Way. It was a... um, with uh, prostitutes and and genders yeah. and heroin addicts, but all that, and, and then at the end of that road, you'd have all the raves as well. Um, so, but actually getting into the music, I think um, I was listening to Pirate. We're listening to it on yeah. Cool FM. So that was 1994, 95, when I would say arguably that that Cool FM was at its best. So one of my favourite errors
0: was 93 and 94 if I'm honest um, mm. it, for me was just, that was when it was you know, they call it even the, the golden era because it was just, I remember going to places like Astoria and um just the queues were absolutely ridiculous Um any memories from that sort of era
1: from you? Well you see the, the problem is with me is because uh, I was down in Brighton all the raves down there they were, they, they were, they were like house and techno raves so it wasn't until I graduated and then came back to London that I heard jungle, so I was like a year behind, so I first heard it oh. like in ninety four summer ninety four i'd say wow but that 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 was the
0: that that was the prime time i think like, yeah, oh, yeah. ninety four <laughs> summer was yeah. like I can remember. Oh my God, man! Just driving about in the hot sun, yeah. and just listening to these tunes. Yeah. Like we, we sometimes we wouldn't even have places to go. We'd just be <laughs> like, car, right. "Let's just, yeah, yeah let's just yeah, drive and yeah. listen to this music," yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, sorry, carry on. So ninety-three, ninety. So you said ninety-four is when you came back to came London back to and London. started, to,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, into. Uh, and I was listening to Jungle. I think once I heard it and found the private stations, like, 24-7. And I think, actually, I've got to give somebody a big, big up. Her name is Rachel Shee- Seeley. And she was one of the three directors, producers of this all-junglist documentary that um, Channel 4 showed as, it was must have been Christmas 94, and it was, like, um, uh, a black part of a black season kind of thing. And they yeah. got this half an hour documentary in there. And um it just explained the whole scene, the where the music came from, who some some of the stars were, uh, the kind of places you could go out to to, to you know to find it, the dancing, it just covered everything. And it was like, right, that is that that's the map. So I know what, what the territory is gonna be out there. And and it made it easier to find the music. And I can't, you know, uh, between that documentary and Cool FM, oh, God, well, it literally changed my life. It, it, yeah. 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 No, definitely. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I'm
0: always, you know, I'm so grateful for, you know, Cool FM when it was on Saturday. It was Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I um, think yeah. it was. And it, it finished like at 11 o'clock <laughs> on um, Sunday night. night. Yeah. And then, yeah, the last DJ, I think it was Brocky and, and Death, yeah yeah and then yeah we'd have to go thunder and joy which was another oh. rave in great russell street which thunder was the, the drum and bass room and um joy was the house and garage room so um that was a a sunday night rave i think it finished about two or three o'clock in great russell street so you'd listen to cool fm during the whole of sunday super sunday, super sunday. and then at the end Broken that would get you so hyped up that you would end up going to Thunder and Joy, and then yeah, and yeah, wicked, wicked days, man. You know, uh, in mean, in those days, what I found is that the music was a little bit, um, a little bit lighter, so to speak. So it it, it was like those more melodies, those oh yeah, yeah. Ragga, reggae influences, yeah. but there was also a lot of rare grooves, a lot of yeah. soul. So it was it was really like for me anyway. It was like uplifting, you know. Well,
1: very much so because it was music that we knew, but like re- reborn. Um, yes, yes. Uh, like it, it's it's funny. I was speaking to, um, to a a big producer of this of this time, DJ SS um, Leroy, because um, he produced so many tunes around that time, and one of them was Black. Um, uh, was it Whitney Houston original sample? I will always love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so the original, I hated. I'd, I'd like as soon as it come on, I would r- race to the radio to turn it off. But then now, you're <laughs> in the middle of a rave, and this comes on, and DJ SS has mixed it, in, remixed it into black. It's like, whoa, right? Okay, yeah, this is strong medicine. <laughs> <It's beautiful>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and the funny thing is, just talking about some of. You know our DJs and producers and stuff like that. Is that uh, what I what I love still kind of love about the scene is that um, the fact that they would sample anything, anything they would yeah. sample yeah. anything. Yeah. I mean, like I remember, um, you know, Evil Dead, yeah, and Scotty. And I like like now when I listen to it, I think of the song and not the film. To me, that. It's almost like the film got it from the tune. <laughs> if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Cuz I can't I can't unhear it now,
1: you know. Well, I think I think as well with that it works the other way around. That if you're watching the film and you hear you hear those you hear the certain lyrics, you're like that is the sample. Like uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I was just trying to remember. Uh, well, uh, Predator, Predator uh you're in the jungle. predator
0: was another one yeah, yep, yeah definitely.
1: It just came alive and took her it was took it yeah yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah you know and it's 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 that's what i love about about this whole you know genre of music is that you would get something like a computer game like r-type for instance which is for all you people that are slightly older than me r-type was an old computer game we used to play in the arcades <laughs> or in cab shops, sometimes you'd you'd find this R type game. It was it was big like Street Fighter, but it was it was yeah really really unpopular game. And how like where did the producer think? You know what? Actually, I'm gonna sample that. I know. That, for me, it just yeah, always yeah. blows my mind to how they will be able to put a little bit from there, a little yeah. bit from there. Okay, you know, what, actually, let me get that bit of Whitney Houston singing out yeah. and drop that in there and, and then yeah. you'll make this beautifully piece of music.
1: I think, going you know? back to what you were saying earlier on, and it's also music that kind of, it wasn't like hip-hop that came from over there or techno that came from over there. It was stuff that was ours, you know, that was all yeah. our musical heritage. We knew where that hip-hop sample come from or maybe that film... And everything, so you know, with the, it was really important that the the producers. I mean, a lot of them were Londoners. You know, it was music that's so yeah. homegrown. So it's it's no wonder it worked. And it, it's it's kidnapped yeah. me for life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know because like it's funny when we're talking about like going raving in like '93 and '94 for me, and I know it's not true, but '94 feels like about ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah when i think ninety four I don't think that's nearly thirty years or oh, it is thirty years I, I need to do the calculations for thirty years for me 1994, 95 was about ten years ago in my yeah. head because it doesn't yeah. seem that far that, that that long long away. I remember still being in going to certain clubs and stuff and I remember queuing up to get into a story I remember going to Bagley's. I remember yeah. going yeah. to yeah. you know to um Wonderland and Laserdrome and all of these places. That, yeah you know um like it was the other day and yep. when people say to me like no richard 94
1: was like <laughs> years God.
0: ago i feel like
1: do you think we're turning into into like the, these old people right remember when we... i think
0: we are you oh, know. I no. think we are. We I think that, like um I, I, and dare i say it I, I don't the music nowadays isn't really my cup of tea yeah, fair um but i understand this because the music that you listen to growing up you hold that 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 for, uh, near for all your life, you yeah. can hold it, you know, you can still love certain songs and stuff like that, so you know, um, I'm not going to say, I don't, the music nowadays ain't good, no. but the music nowadays ain't necessarily my yeah, cup of tea, yeah, yeah. One again, I'll hear a, a couple of odd songs and I'll be like, oh, I like that song, but for me, um, I'm a bit of a nostalgic old boy, yeah. so um, I like talking about, you know, um, stuff in the past that made me happy, you know, and, like, yeah, Jungle and Drum and Bass definitely had, um yeah, had its moment yeah. for me. So, going from actually going to the clubs and raving and hearing your favourite DJs, what made you think to yourself, you know what, maybe I can drop a little, you know, a record on the turntable, and maybe I can mix this tune with that tune, and what, what brought, what, yeah, brought that about? Well, you're, you're
1: missing you're missing a couple of things. Missing, uh, as in... I wrote to the BBC, didn't I? I thought this music is so good, um, Radio 1 needs to be playing it. So you know, wow. literally it was like, it, it was almost like a dear BBC. Um, but I, I wrote this thing. I just I just um, got inspired by the music, the beats, the energy, the people. And so I wrote this document, which I was, it was going to be a letter, but now I know. It was a proposal, and said to you know Radio One, this music. Listen, you guys, you really need to be playing it. And the long and the short of it was that <laughs> we 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 got the show one in the jungle.
0: Wow. Yep, and it, and it was
1: there. literally because um, because of, of that proposal. I mean, obviously, people at Radio One knew that there was different music going on, a different energy, but they 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 really didn't know how to access it and how to make it a show. So like so the show was direct it was a direct rip off from cool FM onto um onto Radio One. Done.
0: Wow. I I didn't even know that that side of oh. it. Um and I've known you for, for a number of years. Um so you just literally wrote to yep. them and said that I've got an idea.
1: Yep. yep. <laughs> it's um oh god I don't know if it's being immodest or um, I blame my own trumpet or whatever, but um, I just
0: no, that's all I good. Just, it's that all was,
1: good. Oh well, you know me. I'm not. I'm a bit. Uh, if see, you see, you know me, and and we've known each other all this time, and you didn't even know about that. So it's, uh, I don't go around bragging about these things. But, yeah, yeah. But it was like I didn't know that I was a writer. I just you know I just didn't know. I didn't you know just didn't know. So. Um, when I wrote the proposal to Radio One, and it got it got it got made into a program, uh, a friend who was a quite a quite a senior radio executive type, working in commercial radio, said, "Can I have a look at the the the, the letter you wrote?" And he was reading, and he's just nodding himself, nodding his head, saying, "Yep, it's all in the writing." So how you know I managed to persuade them, and draw like a big palette of what the show would sound like. With the writing, so that's how we got it.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So, like, when you got it, like, h- how did you like start to
1: DJ on Radio One? Oh like, no, no, if you no, that's the, that's a little misunderstanding. In that, I got the DJs to play on Radio One. Oh, yeah, okay,
0: so yeah, okay, yeah, yeah.
1: So what what it was, I, I sort of. Designed each show to be like a show like on Cool FM with a DJ and an MC, but I wrote down a list of DJs, including Goldie, a guy called Gerald, uh, Shy FX. He he played, uh, and Bro- Brocky and that a DJ rap. And I just you know I just wrote down a list of DJs and got the DJs to choose their the MC that they wanted to work with, and um, yeah, then it then it kind of it took off from there really
0: wow wow um so which djs ended up playing on radio one
1: the first one was goldie um goldie uh with, with gq being his mc uh then i think it was um i can't remember them all in order but it was kenny uh gq back again a guy called gerald played he had navi um dj rap that was moose um and brock and those Somebody I've forgotten there, oh Ronnie size, I gotta forget Ronnie size uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and dynamite it was it was it was crazy when you have a little idea in your head and then you write to people and you know there's all the um the build up um and it it gets turned into a show i did i did get there was a moment. When I did think and I I'm not I'm not gonna swear on this, but you know, uh, insert your own swear word <laughs> but, but but when when um we arranged a photo shoot because when Radio One first started back in the sixties, the BBC it hired all these pirate radio DJs. I mean there were pirates actually in the sea type pirates. Um and yes, yeah and they did this iconic photograph. Uh, which included Tony Blackburn and John Peel on the steps yeah. of All Hallows, which is the little church opposite um, the old BBC. Um, and I kind of thought, hang on a minute, why don't we recreate the thing? So it, it went from me thinking this idea and then contacting DJs. There weren't many mo- mobiles around at that time. Not that many. Um, <laughs> and um, House but, like, Radio 1, it was really weird. Although they were doing the show, they weren't doing the job properly. So it was my girlfriend, who I've married, and it's Kate. Um, it was like it had me and her ringing up DJs and booking agents, and and Kate like had a had a job at uh, a <laughs> like a completely completely non rave, non jungleous job, and so she was making phone calls on the choir to uh, put this put the brevity, photograph, you know, this photograph together. And um, to get the show on the station. So um, it was uh, such a labour of love. But we did it.
0: Wow. Wow. And I've um, just got the book open yeah. now. Um, and I'm on page um 78. So if whoever's got yeah. the book, you can have a look at page 78. And it's got a little bit about one in the jungle there. And it's got a nice little picture with, yeah, with Moose, with Rocky, with Depp. With, I think, even Ron is there. It looks like, oh, I'm not sure. Um, and Goldie, yeah, Goldie and a few others yeah. so yeah um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant.
1: sorry go on the funny thing about that is that um, you know Jungle Drummer Base it seems a bit on the outside um, that's you know that, that's us that's our reputation and even like when we were doing our thing in the BBC having to kind of like contact DJs and, and agents and that from your other work job I mean, it's typical, isn't it, of Jungle Drum and Bass? Uh, Yeah, yeah. If we find our way to do it, and we do it. Yeah,
0: Yeah, but you know what? That's what kind of inspires me about you, because yourself, you've overcome, like, so many different challenges and stuff like that, and you just find a way to make it Mm. work. And I think that not... When we're all... um, going through our own stuff and we're we're the ones that's going through it we tend not to see how inspiring it is our never say die attitude Mm. and I think I've seen that in other areas of your life so it doesn't surprise me that you made that show happen because it's just in your DNA if that yeah yeah
1: the thing is I'm um I don't know whether or not I was gonna say maybe I'm too 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 stupid to take on the, or no. to, take, to kind of like heed the warning signs or or you know <laughs> when, when other people will say well obviously that's not gonna not, that's not gonna happen I'm like yeah yeah it's gonna happen <laughs> it's yeah gonna happen. yeah
0: but you know what that's how I get through a lot of my stuff when people said to me oh um how much weight do you want to lose for example yeah. and I said oh I want to lose about six stone they're like what no you're you're not gonna do that you're gonna put back on after two years you know you're doing a fat guy and me being naive and yeah you could say stupid i was like but why can't i do it i'm gonna give it a go because like i know other people who have done it so if they can do it surely i can do it and i would just blocked out everything it just was like yeah i'm naive i don't know what's gonna happen but i'm gonna try this thing and look 10 years later I'm still like you know in in pretty decent shape from, like, from my age, but um, <laughs> thanks. But um, yeah. So I totally get where you're coming from about sometimes you've just gotta
1: try. You know, I suppose there was um Steve Steve McQueen, not not the, uh, the 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 cool white guy, uh, but our our our, our British Steve McQueen was he's yeah. been doing a series of films which have been broadcast short films, which are Wimbledon. Style. Small yeah, acts. Yeah, 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 small, small acts. Yeah. And um, especially the last one, which which kind of looked at uh, met black male boy education in the 60s and 70s, and I could identify with that little kid so much. And because I uh, one of the things I identified with was all the people who sort of said, no, you really can't do that, mate. Actually, do yourself a favor, mate. This is the place for you. You need to go to a special school. They'll take people, you know, take care of people like you. And, yeah, and it's yeah. only because my mum and dad were politically called, clued up and realized that that is what was happening to a lot of young, especially um, boys, black boys, going to specialist schools, which weren't any schools at all, really, because they were supposed to be. Age- oh, yeah, that's all right. My patients... My parents were told that I was educationally subnormal. Um and and I think wow. I think with you, what we're talking about is that spark in your in your heart that says, No, I no I ain't. I'm gonna do that. Um and yes. and um right oh you said you said I couldn't possibly do that. Yeah, right. Here's, here, mate, here's the LDL certificate. Here's the job, you my job offer, now get lost. yeah yeah because uh, sadly and it's a power thing um a racist thing but people will try to pull you down um yeah i mean i've got two kids um and they must always believe that they can do anything or, or at least give it their best attempt yeah
0: yeah definitely because again going back to um your, you know, your situation and this leads nicely onto the next kind of topic I want to talk about is you actually DJing. Mm. Um, How did that come across? Because, again, you've come from listening to um, a genre of music, you've gone from, you know, organising a massive show on Radio 1, um, and then now you you think to yourself, is this, I'm not sure if I'm getting it in the correct order, but is this now when you think to yourself, wait a minute, let me... See if I can have a
1: little go yeah, at this. Definitely, you know. that's <laughs> the <that's correct. laughs> it's, it's kind of funny when you you kind of boil it down that way. But yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> but you you will find, especially reading all crews, um, how many people um, who became DJs, but they were inspired by the DJs before them. So I mean, yes, I was. I was actually. Um, when i was at sussex so you we were talking about 8889 i was djing then um soul Red groove but it's cuz i you know i loved i loved the music but in in those yes, in yes. the those the, the days of old where the dj had not head, headphones but a telephone uh, a telephone as a headphone thing it, yeah they did that but, yeah. is it i done wow <laughs> oh yeah it was the height of cool <laughs> the height of cool let me tell you <laughs> yeah, got- I think
0: yeah. I remember
1: those.
0: They had a
1: jack plug. The yeah, thing, yeah, it yeah. Telephone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did actually. Wow, that's old school. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. That's, yeah, that's how old school it was. Um, <laughs> but you sort of get you get to sort of like, okay, I'm in this musical environment, but actually, I'm feeling more drawn to the DJ than I am to the dance floor. Even though you know, because you've probably done several years of dancing by this point, I had. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, I'll just give a little plug out to Paul Anderson uh, up there somewhere because um, we. There were a lot of late eight, late seventies, early eighties. A lot of clubs like there would have been those cheesy clubs, but but at one night a week they were turned over to, to like jazz funk. And you would get all the cool people turning out. So we could really... Yeah, and back in the yeah. day, it was really a pre-rave. So it's really about dancing, cutting shapes, moving moves. And I wanna, I'm giving a shout out to Paul Anderson. who's up there somewhere. Because uh, he was one of the best dancers I ever, ever, ever saw. Um, and you were he would dance with every part of his body. Um, but he was also a DJ. So there again, there's that link music, DJ, dancing. So I was kind of like within that. I was DJing firstly, soul, rare grooves, Um, and then like when I was at Sussex University, there were like, we were the first year that that there were actually like raves. So so, um, we we had had raves in the most unsuitable places, but that's what rave culture kind of was. and yeah. and I would, I had, I had a, there was a, an outfit, there was two of us called Rare Ecstasy because I would play the rare groove. My DJ mate, he was a text tech, the techno, mirrored the kind of ecstasy culture at the time. And um, yeah. yeah, we used to ram out places. Um, and, and it was only after getting involved in Jungle and then getting inspired by seeing all those DJs, like, you know, close in the same room when I was doing One in the Jungle, they inspired me um and the greatest inspiration was um and still is chemistry and storm um yeah, yeah. to say i was interviewing them for the book and they and they told me uh, they told us how you do it how you get to be a big dj how you put in the hours you know you do the, the bedroom mixing thing playing out tapes send them to your friends who so, say, yeah, 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 all right then. Uh, but not very good until you get better and better. Then as, you know, you start playing parties. Um, and I was on Rude FM as my, I played other radio stations, but Rude was my first one and the best one. Um, you know, you start playing the, the graveyard slot at the three, four in the morning and over wow. the years kind of get better, hopefully.
0: So I wait- so, so when you was playing the graveyard shift, was you working as well the next day or? How,
1: no, how did... I um, I was a little bit naughty because in the old days, um, you used to be able to give any old excuse and sign on. So I was writing the book, and I think giving um, yeah, and and signing on. Uh, but like, there's quite a few bands that used to do that. They'd sign on but then they'd, they'd work on their music and you know they'd, they'd become yeah yeah, was, yeah it's that, fair that a, you know <laughs> i think it was i was i wasn't yeah. just like signing on and just uh sitting around doing not much for all of the days i, I worked <laughs> it was yeah, mixing yeah. practice <laughs> but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so
0: um yes, yeah, so from Rude FM, um then what happened after that? I
1: was working also at the, um, before that I was working at the BBC. So I put all, put all that um, uh, experience together, I worked at MTV. I think when I moved to MTV, it was, um, I was on a mission to use any media outlet I could to promote Jungle Drum and Bass. And when I got to MTV, and they kind of saw me as, the, the youth, as, as a youth specialist um, and telling them about jungle drum bass. They got the story completely wrong. You know, they were saying like it was a black male, it was only a, a black male music genre. Um, and I, oh, yeah, wow. definitely. Definitely. In fact,
0: uh, that goes to show you how out of touch they were because oh. there was. Uh different rainbow oh, of colors absolutely. when that's what i loved about going exactly. going to these raves is that you'd see someone uh, a chinese yep. guy you'd see yep. a white guy you'd see someone you'd see you see all different types if you see a guy wearing a mm. cowboy hat and boots you, Any like everything was just mm. cool no one everyone went out to dance that that fun, fun. Yeah. so it's
1: yeah i'm surprised and that's what no, they, there, they, but, they um they so. uh I, mean, it, I kind of feel Feel I'm I'm just um, using the same old boring terms or language or references, but it was kind of they had an image of black men and the black men music, um, and for them jungle. Oh God, yeah. See the link there, the black man and the jungle. It's all just so, ignorant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so. I'm not I'm not bitter and twisted. Everyone, sorry. Um, <laughs> no it was it was like this is black music and when I was at MTV and was covering the music and they wanted a um a video diary of a jungle dj and I got DJ Wildchild who was white and female they they weren't having it um I mean I was I, I actually I, I put my job on the line yeah I did put my job on the line um to say right, this is this is how it is because, as you said, Richard, the, the, we were in it because uh, uh, partly because jungle was so multicultural, um, and you would see mm-hmm. um, everybody in there. Not only, yeah, not only color wise, gender wise, you just didn't see anyone because they love the music, and that's why I was in it. So. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't going to be going out and making a film that pandered to stereotypes. Um, and interestingly enough. When I was at the BBC, uh, we we did make a, as BBC South we made a um, program about jungle surprise surprise about pirate radio, and there was a that program on the BBC which I never really watched but knew about uh, men behaving badly, um, yeah, yeah, and they wanted to use uh, some of our footage of like like delinquent. Uh, black kids just going crazy, and they they'd, they'd uh, contacted uh, the documentary I was working on to see if they could use our footage, our footage of, of of people like a jungle rave, and we just said like, no, forget it, because you know, it's just that would just be feeding into that horrible stere yeah. stereotype, stereotype, yeah. 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 So, um, wow, yeah, you can tell I've got a lot of passion about jungle.
0: <laughs> jungle yeah, race. no, it's it's it's. <laughs> It's more than music, me and Gregor often have this conversation where it's 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 a feeling it's it's yeah. a memory from our our past you know it's it's not only from our past like some of the rare groove tunes that they sampled. I remember my dad mm. playing you get mm. so it's 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 almost reaching into the core of when I could remember that you know being. I don't know, 10, yeah, 11, yeah, yeah. and, you know, my parents play music on a Sunday when they're cooking yeah. food. And then to to have that backed up in a song that's relevant to you at, say, 18, 19, and you remember yeah. the connection between you being young, it takes it on to a whole nother level. It's hard-wired,
1: isn't
0: it? You know, it's, yeah, it's hardwired in, in, into your, like, in, into your marrow, yeah, yeah your bones. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's deep. It's not just yeah. music, you know. Um, and anyway, music is vibrations, and vibrations is what we're a all bit, made yeah. of, you know. So that's why I think we connect so well with this because it's it's just a vibration, man. It's just a vibration, you know. Um. So yeah, where <laughs> I met you was um at the Sun and Sun Festival Bay. when um to be honest with you, at that point then I I didn't know you know, about the German based Bible, <laughs> the, Cruise um book. Um and I just saw you for the first time and I just thought like yeah let's let's you know hear what this guy's you know gonna play on the um on the beach and one of my um I think was it on the, yeah it was like I never forget this it was, you, were um, you there for, like again, Were you there one,
1: the, the first time? Are you yeah oh the first God. time
0: when we was on I think we was
1: <laughs> You on, on the stage was it the Cinta beach yeah uh, yeah
0: yeah Yeah, it was the Cinta beach in sardinia and um like i don't know like when you think of a beach um set you think of like nice sunny kind of and i remember seeing you come in and you was like i'm gonna Uh this place Uh up and you just you just i think you played like Cutting yeah. Racks is an old Jamaican yeah. um, um,
1: Those days, yeah.
0: artist, reggae artist, reggae artist from like, the 80s, 90s. I think he's still about today, to be honest with you. And I remember you just dropping this tune and the everyone on the beach was just going crazy. And I was like, OK, yeah. <laughs> so this is yeah. the direction we're taking it in. And from that moment, it was just like, wow. And for me, like I said, i would never heard you play. I didn't know much about the book. It was my first time coming out to Sun and Bass. And yeah, that was my first oh, memory wow. of you just absolutely <laughs> destroying this beach with like this music, which was like, whoa, like these guys got the appetite for it because everybody was going <laughs> crazy. And I was like, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> it was quite funny because the, um, so, yeah. the promoters, it was the first, I mean, I I, I tell the story and I can't, Actually, believe in myself because it was the promoters who that um, uh, who were putting on Son of Base, who um, who came up, uh, Martina, uh, she's one of the head honchos, and Stefano, hello, where would we be without you? But there were um, they came up with the idea of doing doing like having sets. Uh, uh, watch my pronunciation. set on the beach. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and um, and I was the first DJ on. Then they were like these. They'd set up the decks, but they were worried that the wind would blow would blow the vinyl, uh, the needle off the vinyl, because it was all it was all kind of it was the first time, so it was a lot of it was makeshift. I think I think they had to stop one of the speakers from falling into the 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 crowd. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. The bass was just knocking. But um. Yeah, it was so the first time I'd done this, and it wasn't the first visit to sun and bass. Well, the first, I played first at Bell Harbour, but um, I'd come home and I was telling one of my mates, who's much more in the house techno scene, and she said something that really rubbished our that spiritual feeling that we we, we share about jungle drum and bass. And um, and so when I got to the beach that day, I was kind of I had anger, I had anger buried. <laughs> yeah, I anyway. <laughs> so I was playing a set of that. Yeah, the, yeah, that the the typical what you would have thought of as typical beach setting, sort of like um, a bit. Was it logic progressions? That kind of that sort of drifty, ambient, ambient, yeah, uh, ambient vibe. And then and then and then it just came alive, and the jungle took it <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It It certainly did. did, I I was like, no, 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 this is all wrong. This this, 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 this (laughs) needs to go off the decks. This one needs to go on the decks. And people need to know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like giving people medicine, you know. It might not taste nice at first, but it makes you better. And that's what I thought you were giving the crowd that day was medicine. It was like, take this this. it will make you feel good the
1: the thing was i mean like there was i've seen some video footage and there were these three lads I've just three lads i put the music on and they were dancing away right up near the decks on the beach and then it just built and built and built um i think yeah there was a cutty ranks uh um i think the one that really destroyed the place or it's or it's a is one that one that we've still got a film of, a section of. Um Odyssey. When I when I when I played that. because um, um Mark System he is a, now a very, very talented producer, but we know each other from back in the on the Rude FM days. Um, and, and I and he stopped he stopped MCing for years. Um and I didn't realise that but I, I asked him to MC for me. And he says, you know, I wouldn't really do it for anybody else apart from apart from you. Um, I, I actually, I am um, just remembered. I'm DJ Zion. Like my son upstairs, he's called Zion. So whenever uh, anyone calls both uh, me Zion, he looks around as well. It's quite funny. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. So Mark System was was sort of like doing some gentle toasting more than emceeing um, some sort of like yeah, ambient yeah. ambient tunes. And then, and then he he saw he could hear he slapped slapped um limb by limb on the decks. He's what all right. So that's how you're going on, is it? Yeah, that's how you're <laughs> going on. Like, yeah, mate. yeah, yes, <laughs> mate, you got it. Let's let's go dark, and it was great. Yeah, it was, it was man,
0: and that, that was well, my introduction to you. And yeah. then um yeah, roll on every year. You 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 know you was asked to come back. So obviously they liked that sort of um flavor that you 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 gave them on on the beach that day and yeah you've performed at um different venues in sardinia um which for me um i've got the poster um behind me as i sit in my front room because i had it blown up as big as i possibly could so it's massive on my wall um of a moment that we all shared um that was absolutely phenomenal is the only word I can really use to describe it and I want to big up James Burns for taking um because he 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 took a hit for that one because like if he was in the picture it would have been it would have been an absolute rap but the picture he captured and I'm probably when I post the um podcast I'll post the picture that I'm talking about now and um yeah for me you can see the expression on everyone's faces just what how special that moment was and you know that's why i got it blown up so big so you could really see everyone was just it was it wasn't faked it wasn't staged it was just jb doing what jb does capturing moments that just blow your mind and that for me personally um you know selfishly was probably the best set that I've seen us collectively play. is the best, um,
1: I don't, mm-hmm. I, guess, I just don't know. Well, it's you've really, missed, for me you missed the stage, but, you, you missed the step in that me just DJing on my my own, as as you get lots of DJs there who do DJ on their own, that I had given, I'd asked them for some extra time and then given some other DJs amongst our crew space to play. So instead of just yes. play, uh, just me playing, because I played, uh, you know, i done done damage at the Center, played played Amra Day, Mental, uh, Bell Harbour, yeah, done that. So I'm thinking, well, you know, actually, I can. I, well, what my my mate my mates are wiki DJs. Maybe some of them could play, um, not 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 just me. So tw- by 2017, we'd become like the all crews crew, and uh, yeah, yes. So I played yes. the first. Set. Um, and then was it Richie Staunch? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the whole thing was uh, by this time we we had a logo. We've got to pick up Nadine in Berlin and Jan, and a whole and a whole Berlin crew. But Nadine brought yeah yeah, yeah Dan. Dan. Um, the whole Berlin crew basically. Yeah, I've been Dan. Hello, Dan out there. We did celebrate our twenty five years of raving together uh let's uh, 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 um by this time Nadine had done the logo which is based on somebody's here, I don't know who's uh and um and with it all cruise, the all crews the type the fonts that's actually on the big on the book um cover and um we just did what we did. We just had our DJs playing music out, um dancing like crazy, um big up to chef and who's the who was the last one who played that twenty seventeen? Dextrous. Um it was it was yeah, you're right. It was just like mental.
0: Yeah, it was mad. And um, like you said, um again, respect goes out to you for doing this because you literally thought to yourself, you know what, I've done it. Let me bring in the rest of my crew. You know, um, to the point where one year I've even I think JB yeah, played on yeah, the beach, yeah. which was phenomenal. So you literally brought in the whole crew and said, you know what? Let me, you know, extend my um, the experience that I've had onto you guys. And you know, I've heard Chef say that like when he he played a song called Everybody Loves the Sunshine, uh-huh. and again yeah. that song for yeah. me, it, it, he absolutely ripped up the beach and for me like I said to you that tune goes back to me Mm. growing up so Mm. I remember being maybe 13 and Roy Ayres made the original and hearing that and then to switch it into the drum and bass yeah the jungle version it just like he couldn't have he couldn't have played anything better like even now I'm just talking about it I'm laughing and I'm smiling because it brings back so much positive memories, but yeah, you literally said, you know what? Let me bring you in. Let right. me bring you in. So you know, I just want to take time to quickly big up everyone who you've brought in. You beat brought mm-hmm. in Reese.
1: So
0: yeah. um um nice. yeah, you brought in Reese the DJ. You brought in Dexterous, You brought in Richard yeah. Staunch. You brought JB in. You know um you know for me just to be behind the 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 decks and be a bit of a hype man was. My role that I, I I I loved. Um, obviously Greg, um, Josie, Dan, Nadine, yan everyone make up crews. Uh, you know, and one,
1: it have got one person, uh, MC Black Eye.
0: Black Eye as well. Yep, he was on yeah. there. How can I forget him? Um, but yeah, that made up all crews, and yeah, just. I was even saying this to Greg um, and I think we've said this many times that coming off the stage after that set it, we were like, I felt like oh, I was floating yeah. in air because I was so high on the energy that the crowd and the sunshine and the songs I was literally, I, I swear I was levitating because I was so, I was vibrating on such a level that was in, absolutely incredible so yeah, yeah that's, you can just tell by everywhere. my voice how passionate I am about
1: about yeah, that there, moment. There, 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 so, there's little, yeah. little oh. things that um, obviously you can't be everywhere. We all we've all got, not got different versions, but we all notice maybe different things. Um, and there's um, uh, many, many, many special versions, like including like in the front row of the spectators. This is I'm I'm shaking my head, thinking I can't believe this it's John B. You know, it's like the mighty John B. And he always, he always gives it a thing to come and and support us. And and Bailey is there. It's just, um, this is really off off its head. Um, And uh, I was sort of thinking in terms of uh, what we, I know, you might have to edit this bit out, but I was going to say basically that um, with the people coming to watch us so you've got like Groove Rider, um, John B, kind of come out especially to see us and Bailey, you know, top ju- top junglers. And um, I was at the back on the stage and Stefano, um, who is one of the main organisers and I think he is his concept of Sun and Bass. I mean, he, he, was, he was on the stage doing Promoter type things uh, with cables and that, but I could see him looking out at us and at the people dancing, and he shaking his head, thinking, well, this is a whole new thing."
0: <laughs>
1: oh God, yeah, <laughs> completely. Wrong yeah, there. no, it, it it
0: was it it was it was an emotional time, man. It was an emotional time, and and yeah, that's kind of how I always re- like remember our last um that was the last time i went oh was
1: it right but, um
0: fingers fingers crossed because of oh, this yeah. whole covid thing we were supposed to go all last year and 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 you know do it again um but it didn't happen so hopefully next year 2021 um yeah really? we we're going to go to yeah. the beach or wherever um it, we are and we can play our music and vibe with everyone and and yeah show people in reality, just some of the stuff and some of the, the, you know, words that we're talking about now, we can make people actually yeah, see. Well,
1: that's what, it's re- yeah. That's really good that you sort of mentioned that because what people can't say because it's a podcast is that um, I have MS and I, I am I like in a in a wheelchair, so I like live, uh, don't sleep in a wheelchair, but I like DJ from the wheelchair um, and uh, write look lots of my writing for all crews for from like fr- from the wheelchair because I, I have multiple sclerosis. So I kind of just sort of live life. and do carry on, um, not in a grumble kind of way, but like seize you know sees the opportunities that life life still gives gives me.
0: Yeah, but that's like you know, it, uh, I, I can't even put it into words like how inspiring that is because. I I I learn from you, yeah. you know. There's um, there's, there's situations that I I've been through, and you know, sometimes I find myself thinking, oh, why, why me, why this, why that, and I have to kind of mm-hmm. correct myself and think, you know what? No, it's an opportunity. Like, where, where's the opportunity? Like in this lesson, what can I do? Let me control what I can control, and when I see you and how you conduct yourself, like it's almost like being in a wheelchair didn't stop you from playing that music. Mm-hmm. It hasn't stopped us from um, going out to clubs and yeah, waving, yeah. you know? Like, sometimes I'm like, Brian, I'm going to go back, you know, yeah. I'm tired. And you're like, uh, I've I'm, I'm yeah. got more energy. I'm like, how how's Brian got more energy than me? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go to bed now, you know? And, um, yeah, just just it it's it's just a phenomenal thing just to see the way you conduct yourself and like you know you don't think oh my god i've got ms i can't dj you're thinking i've got ms i'm going to go harder than anyone else because i, I, I don't care you know and, and that's
1: love like, i love to like analyze and, my beats <laughs> yeah
0: but it's, that's, that's that's what i see it's almost like yeah. you know how 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 can i go harder. Like and that's what I see. So you're you know, your your people a lot of people when they saw us on the beach and performing and stuff, they don't see the back work that goes behind it. Like you know, you like picking all the tunes and oh have I got the right song or maybe that one after that one. I've been in the villa with you and seeing you like "Mm, okay that one will go well with that. Yeah. yeah." And you know you're all the planning that goes behind it. And then you know then you have um Jan and like Nadine, who are either side of you, are helping you one put a record on, you mix it, then yep. you take it off, they yep. put it oh, away yeah. in the sleeve. And there's a lot of work that goes behind what you do, you know. But a lot of the punters or the people who are there to rave or to dance, they just see you getting up and mixing and smashing it. it but I, I, I kid you not, there's a lot of behind the work scenes. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad where, you've actually... you know. We all, we all. Come yeah, together, no, I'm glad you know? you've
1: actually mentioned that because. Um... Our lovely, lovely, lovely friend, MC Fats. So I didn't say MC Fats, honest. Fats, edit that out. <laughs> fats, Fats. <So laughs> he said, um, he says, I've seen you guys. Oh, he's been telling me. Um, and he says, I've seen you lot in action. And like, you know, they involve you and everything. And like when, um, when like JB and the man's down there, like, carried you onto the beach so you could all see the sun come up together and that, you know, that's. Yeah just us um but it it is support i think it is in life it's so important to to surround yourself by real friends real people who are prepared to they've got your back um but also that you can contribute as much as you can do yourself um i think that's um like all crews you know we literally have got the t-shirts that are from the book has been written <laughs> and it is every, and um, from me my point of view is that everyone enjoy take part support do the right thing um you know i could go on and on and on for ages, but yeah um, yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm glad you know yeah. there's a lot of theory behind it all but then 20, 2017 on the stage this is where it all comes together know all our energy was on display and uh, again big up JB for capturing that uh, throughout the years yeah
0: yeah and you know like again just just to touch upon what you just said just uh, a little bit is that what one of my first experiences at Sun and Base was I'm so independent and I'm so used to doing stuff myself and when like we went and came to the first came to the villa it was like okay Guys, um like the German guys were like, right, we're gonna cook. Do you wanna do that? Everyone mm-hmm. did something towards helping. So I don't know, Nadine made some hummus, which I always go on about with um rosemary and it was just so fucking <laughs> amazing. And um I I I need to visit her or she needs to come over here to um uh, make some or send send me some because I swear that No, you got to go to Berlin
1: difficult. though. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know, I do, I do. I do. I most definitely do. I've been saying I'm going go to go for a while, and yeah, life the
1: whole kicks the whole in. Berlin crew. Um, again, the people, their spirit, and I, it's, Berlin's another place that um, that really changed my life. So, um, and I'm so, so glad because at one time we were like in the Cold War. I mean, like Jan was 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 he? He comes from like East Germany, Germany, communist state, communist country behind the wall. And all those barriers have come down, and we are you know, raving the crew together. Um will so big up the Berliners, and 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 especially yeah, from originally from East Germany.
0: Wow, yeah, no, I, I got so much love for them guys because they they for me really brought the whole family, you know, spirit. Like everyone, when I talk about Sun and Basin and about us going out there, everyone thinks it is just like a rave yeah, holiday, absolutely. but. We had yeah. some really on deep conversations thing. over dinner. Yeah. Um, you know, just after we've had dinner, it was getting dark and we'd just sit on the porch and we'd just talk mm-hmm. about life, talk about, you know, spirituality, talk about all different things. So it wasn't just like, it's not just a holiday where we'd go, you know, raving and burning yeah. the candle at both ends every single night. Some nights we didn't yeah. even go yeah. out. We would just sit down, have a glass of wine and talk. And yeah, like I said, the 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 German guys taught me that kind Mm. of family you know kind of feeling because it was like no Richard you sit down I'll go and um you know um make the food or I'll dish up your plate and I'm like whoa this is this is different for me like I'm so used to getting up and getting my own plate to Mm. have someone like no ego nothing bring me a plate of food and stuff and do you want more and it was beautiful and then we've got um brother Storch Mm. Richie Storch who mm. would be the guy making the, the cocktails, because at that time he worked in a bar, so he yeah. would go and get all the lime yeah. and everything and make us cocktails, yeah. and it was everyone brought something mm. to the table to have this massive family sort of energy. And like I said to you, it wasn't like, you know, but it wasn't to all the listeners who think that it may have just been us going out raving and getting hammered, um, you know, 24-7, which did happen on yeah. some nights, yeah. but... Yeah. um. Um, yeah, it was it for me, it was more like a family vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've got pictures of us that I'll never delete. You know, of us just sitting around the table talking mm-hmm. at 10 p.m., but it's dark outside and we're just on the porch and it's still warm, so we've all got yeah. our t shirts on. And you know, we try to get in like with deep conversations, like why are we the yeah, way we are, yeah, yeah. and what have influenced us, and what are our triggers, mm-hmm. and yeah. real deep,
1: deep conversations.
0: Yep. So, and they yeah, love for a lifetime, um, you know. Yeah, yeah 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 you know so it's almost like the music drum and bass and jungle got us together and it's helped us cement our relationship over all of these years you know you know um so yeah um that is, that's 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 yeah i don't know what <laughs> i'm because that's a, a massive but, part of, of of my life, and like I say, I'm just looking forward to 2021. Hopefully, fingers crossed. We can. Yeah, do it I again. mean,
1: I'm not sure how much time we got, but I do have a neat segue. Who's uh, in in that? There's all of these friends, um, our Berlin friends, our London friends, but because of the dreaded bloody COVID, um, and the virus, we're not seeing anybody. We haven't been able to meet up. Yeah. Sun and base got cancelled last year. It's, well, this year, last September. Um, oh, and, you know, it's completely changed everybody's lives. Yes.
0: How has how, it affected you? You know
1: what? I've, I've I've, kind of had to shelter a lot. Um, yeah. I've been inside. Yeah. And for me, it's OK because, I, you know, I do a lot of writing and I'm, I'm used to kind of like spending time with myself. But at the same time, there's, um I was listening to the radio this morning. There's things they were talking about things that are missing, and they, they said, you know, the general hubbub of life, uh, all the chitter chattering, people kind of walking through each other, around, you know, doing stuff. That kind of energy, it's kind of like, yeah, expunged. It's all gone. It's all had to be kind of like packed away because we're all avoiding, uh, avoiding the the virus. Um, yeah, you know, that's one thing I never thought um, would happen in my lifetime. You no, know, that that the music yeah. would stop, that the clubs would stop. that we'd have, you know, it's just it's, it's all, um, and that I'd have to stay inside, sheltering for my life because you know, thousands. How many are we are we um, above sixty thousand now or seventy thousand? Um, I'm not even sure, but I know that numbers like reaching record highs. You know, well, you know. It's it, it is Christmas time, and um, we did we had our Christmas meal, our family. But the real change was there were uh, two photos, fo- just in in place of two people. There were two photographs, one of my father and one of my auntie, and they they both died um, of basically both COVID related. Um, and we did go um, before we went to the Christmas meal. We stopped at, at the cemetery. Um, there on uh Cambridge Road, um, Church Street Junction, and um, it was shocking how many fresh flowers there were on a load of graves like a load. And the graveyard was busy with other people saying goodbye to their loved ones, so it's been like a hard, wow. hard year, yeah,
0: yeah, no, it has, you know, even even for for for, for me, like, um, it's been quite challenging, yeah, and yeah, it's it's just for like you know we, we can always meet up when we're going through our tough times and have a little drink and have a little conversation and stuff for now we're having to you know do it via zoom which felt a bit strange at first but now it's for me it's almost like the little but connection yeah. we had um is 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 the next best thing we yeah, can yeah. have so you know so um to the to Jan and everyone who organized another it second. Pizza, have another Maybe one on a New Year's yeah, Eve, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that or you know. So, um, yeah, yeah like Yan, um, Nadine, if you can organize that or whatever, if you're listening, yeah, let's get that cracking. So at least we have some form of connection because, you know, we can play some music and chat, and it's better. That is like the new, and I'm not don't like to say the new normal, but from it, it it is the Zoom kind of connection is the is the. Is a way forward until well, the, um
1: people start to take the vaccine and yeah. yeah.
0: Um Yeah,
1: I mean like the um I was saying yeah, oh you know, I'm I've been okay during lockdown. Um but you know, definitely there's been a, a huge part of me missing. Um not being able to see my friends, but thankfully, hopefully there is a vaccine. Um well there is a vaccine. Um and I'm I've just got to wait my turn to find out when I when I'm gonna gonna get it. But what what saddens yeah. me is that people I know, love and respect, turning around and going, "I'm not taking no vaccine." I mean, really, it's suspicious. And... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's 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 a touchy, touchy topic that one because um for me, I want to know why people don't want to. Well, I kind of know why because. Um, well, but but you, you know, know, know. It. it's almost that, it. but
1: we don't uh, <laughs> we don't understand right. or uh, accept the reasons that they are giving. We, we're getting, giving oh, no, we're going to get horribly yeah. political. Yeah,
0: yeah. But you know, it's it's you, it's people that are spreading secondhand information via social, social media. media so I think. A, I think a lot of people have seen something wow that must be true or you know and then just believe in it and then they'll repost it or reshare it or they'll say they're not getting it and it's just it's grown into this huge monster um of people not wanting to get it and all of these people who well not all of them sorry, that's some people who um uh, are saying they're not getting it they've had Months yeah, yeah, they've had, yeah, yeah, they exactly. yeah. jabs. They've had all of these jabs when they're yeah. growing up, and they're still here. They're still alive. So I, I, I don't understand why. Or well, I do understand. Yeah, I... they've been. They've absorbed stuff that has led them yeah. to believe that maybe there's some sort yeah. of tracker yeah. or okay. something in 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 these things. And like you know, if that. If if you believe that then you know um I'm and I'm not ridiculing you. I just think that um, but,
1: I mean it's it's a difficult one to untangle uh, if if you try to take on the conspiracy type theory of people or the, yeah that's yeah. why I'm not even gonna go there. I know I know I'm, I know I'm not yeah. go there. the thing is there's people I, talking about afraid of mind control and Bill Gates and that. Look, Bill Gates has had had our, his software. In our homes for literally for decades, uh, you know, I don't <laughs> exactly. think it need to develop new technology and microchips to, con- <laughs> to control us. Um, but it, yeah. it, it's it's I a lot of, I mean, uh, uh, we did we touched a bit on my DJing and my writing, but my original love passion was as an intensive care nurse, and I've got still friends who are out there in the field people are dying forget your social media blah, 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 blah. you know they're been people into body bags and a lot of this was preventable um not not wearing a mask wrong going to big marches without, without not social distancing also wrong um and um i'm not trying to pull any seniority just look at the deaths you know and and, and yeah um there are things that you can do uh, to keep yourself and your family uh, alive, and, and definitely, I feel that taking the vaccine is one of those things. Um, and forget a lot yeah, of the, yeah. the, the the conspiracy theories.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's a strange one, but like I yeah. said, like it for me, this topic yeah. is like sometimes talking about yeah, religions yeah. and stuff because people are, and, and, yeah. and football yeah. because those are some things that sometimes you 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 can't really yeah. touch upon because people are so yeah. passionate yeah, about yeah. it that you know that the, you know but for me um, I heard this saying the other day that kind of touched a a, a a spot for me it said that um, COVID is like racism people don't believe it exists until it happens to them oh and, good I find that so true because like, unless people, some people don't know anyone who's died from it, or they know someone who on TV or someone who blah, 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 cousins, friends, uncles, auntie, whatever. But when it hits home a lot closer and you know, that person was healthy or they had a few underlying issues, but COVID got them. Then that's when I think people
1: will start. I mean, I I I do have to, um, respectfully, um, mention my father because um if I say he's ninety and you died you're like, oh well he was ninety uh, this was a very, very fit, fit man who um you were if he said he was seventy you just about accept it. Not walking with a stick, straight back, um, had all his marbles and then in February he died all of a sudden, from being very fit and healthy to like dying. And in February, we were just ahead of the curve, um, or the main, the main, the main. A uh, lot of people getting infected in Britain, um, but the virus was definitely here anyway. Um, and you know, I can't. I hadn't. Yeah, I've had my own painful experience of that. Um, he definitely yeah. died of COVID, um, but yeah, because he he wasn't diagnosed with it because. It uh, was slightly ahead of that curve, or the main thrust. But um, looking at the coroner's report, reading between the lines, that's definitely what he died of. And if, and people, yeah. okay, you can intellectualize why and conspiracy theorize why you shouldn't have the vaccine, but there are dead, there deaths every day. Is it like five, six hundred people still dying? Um, and yeah, if uh, if. I am a bit biased in that I was a nurse, so I'm into the whole Western medicine thing. But if you doubt the efficacy or effectiveness of viruses, go onto your phones now, get images, and look at a person with smallpox. Just that, just look at a person with smallpox. We are uh, they covered, covered, covered with huge, growing bo- boils and um, boils and spots, and they a lot of them died until they had a vaccine. So um, if you can't look at the figures and think, right, there's with corona, all right, so many people are dead of corona. Just look at a photograph of somebody with smallpox, because a vaccine stops that, stopped all that um yeah yeah sorry okay yeah, no very no, very, sp- very heavy there
0: just no it's, this is what this podcast is about we go from talking about raving yeah. on the beach we can touch upon covid you know we've, we've, we've touched upon some of our great friends who support us and you know help us to create this whole all cruise family and that's what i love about doing this podcast because i get to find out stuff that I didn't even know about yourself because I always thought that you was one of the people that played on, um, one, ex- one, one in the jungle, but now you've enlightened me and you've told me, and I'll get a better understanding of your whole journey, Brian, you know, um, which is good for me. And I hope that it helps some of the listeners understand a little bit more about yourself. Um, we're coming, you're joined towards the end of the podcast. Now, um, what I want everyone to do, if you haven't already got the all cruise book, you need to get it and read it so you can understand when I'm talking about the genre of music, how beautiful it is. If you haven't got that already from listening to this podcast. So Brian, where can people get this right, book? the
1: best place is the website um, um, uh I would advise if you are going to get it from Amazon that you'll see crazy stupid prices on there. And people are reselling copies for like a hundred odd quid. And uh, don't please don't go there. Please go to that website, the All Crew dot all a w l c r e w dot uk, and you can get price copies there for I think it's about a tenner, uh, around a tenner. Um, but uh, I know they usually flash flash these things up on adverts, while stocks last? Well, the stocks are down to the last 50 copies. So please, if you want to get yourself a copy, please do it now um, and not from Amazon. Or if you do go on Amazon, please do not be paying more than eight or 10 quid. Um, there you go. There you go. And also um, from your social media
0: perspective, Point of view, um, you're on Instagram. Is it Brian Ball Fortune?
1: Um, I'm more on Facebook, but yeah, Facebook. But, um, okay, yeah. There, there is a, like an All Crew, um, Facebook site as well.
0: Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And just to um end off as well, any future things that happening for yourself? Anything that you want to plug? Um,
1: Yeah, now you're. I'm just working on my new book, and I I kind of laugh every time I say it because every time I finish another version of All Crew, it talks about him, me going off to do this this next book, and it's taken more than ten years. But uh, my previous life, I was uh, an an intensive care nurse. I think I remember that. Uh, Remember, I said that at the beginning, Um, and it's basically my life and experiences from the as witness from the bedside. And that's called hospital stories. And it's um, 10, 15, 20 years of those experiences, uh, intensive care experiences. Brilliant. Brilliant.
0: Again, something I didn't know. So you've been let into a little gem oh, there, guys. Sorry, I forgot so, the other, yeah, um, forgot the other thing. To- How
1: can I forget this? The all crew related problem, pro- pro- program. We're doing... A pod, uh, we're doing an audiobook, yes, yes, yes we are indeed. Um, and it's been like a major Hollywood production in terms of the energy. Um, but hopefully, we are really hoping it's going to be out by the end of the year with and starring members of all the all crews' group. And there you have it. Another exclusive for you
0: guys So not only are you going to be able to read the book in paper format But you're going to be able to listen to the book And you may even hear some names and some voices that you know and love So look out for that as well Um, Yeah, Brian, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time out For being my guest today on the last podcast of
1: 2020
0: Yeah, so this will be the last one I'm going to drop um guys have an amazing 2021 um you know stay safe um and yeah just keep smiling things will get better and we will get through this brian any last words from yourself sir uh
1: really um a happy and safe new year really take care of yourselves people and um yeah check out the check out the book from that site because it's once it's gone it's gone we are going to be doing an update, um, but um, for the now, yeah, just get those last few copies.
0: There you have it, guys. Um, I'll be putting a link for where you can get the book on um, my Facebook or my Instagram, so you can get yourselves a copy. Essential reading for 2021. Trust me, it's Richard Pub certified. I put a stamp on it to say that. This book is an amazing book and gives you a perspective into what we have lived for the last 30 years. 30 years. Even it seems like um, 10 years. <laughs> OK, so we're going to sign up there. Um, Brian, again, thank you so much for being my guest. People stay safe.